we need uh, Terry to get his. Uh, I'm ready to go. Pad in hand. Pad we are ready. Pro- professionals. This is all my notes and topics. Yes, so just look at that. Oh, very interesting. I'll bring that up this later. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's not, there's nothing on you. Yeah. Just, just... <laughs> oh, yeah, very interesting. Just got my uh, messages from uh, Matsui. I'll read them later on. Welcome. Very good. Very good. He's asking about me. Welcome to the show, episode 63. 63. Yes, that is correct. It is. Lots of nice comments on last week's show. I'll just uh, pull them up. Yeah, I was going to do the same thing, actually. I am going to pull up uh, because I haven't had a chance the last couple of days, but there were good ones. I wouldn't mind just skimming through. So what were we? See. 60. Last week was uh, 62, wasn't it? The heart of our karate. We had some good 33 comments. We had some good comments, people talking. Yeah. Um, one of the comments actually will bring me to a question. If you look at the latest, newest comments, a question from John Kaleidolopoulos. I hope I said that right, John. I feel the same for posing, that one? Yeah, but it's... Oh, I know. Um, no, that's not the question. No, not his, sorry. Al Mockbell, oh, the yes. top one, newest yeah, I, one. Talk about I know, Tegumi. I haven't seen this one either. I want to read it. If, okay, so Al says, if you want to look into Takumi, how about looking into Koro Uchinari from, uh, from Patrick McCarthy? It seems clear from Judd and Nick that Sosai didn't do any bunkai at all, which begs the question, did he know the bunkai of the kata? blasphemous i know it's not blasphemy i can guarantee you didn't know <laughs> that that lead that leads on to, that'll we'll come back to that because that will lead to a, a question that we will go down um and al yes i'm not only am i familiar uh with uh, i actually know patrick uh we uh patrick's from same part uh, i'm from in canada and i've met him a few times gone to seminars and we've chatted uh i think he is the absolute um number one historian authority yeah number one authority historian uh, an historian of uh, martial arts and specifically anything with karate roots and yeah. it goes and, and it was Okinawa. patrick Mac- it was patrick mccarthy who uh wrote the translation of the bubishi that's the right he was the first kara- one the actually. karate bible yeah yeah or martial arts bible yeah so nothing but respect for him and a uh, great guy too funny dude um, yeah yeah top guy i like a lot of his stuff i like a lot like uh, uh, looking at a lot of his stuff yeah he, uh yeah i just want to flip i'm just going down through uh what is kyokushin i have what i just turned oh yeah it's a good thing you guys asked a great question what is kyokushin you got that right yeah he also that? says mm-hmm. if you want to be a real fighter all you need to do is study judo dancing everything you need is contained within yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yes <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm. I, 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 wow. Lots. Of, I missed a bunch in the last. There's loads days. on there. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. We'll go through. And um, Jesus, we lost Terry. Something happened. I'm here. Um, and people seem to like the beer. Oh, <laughs> I'm still out on it. I'm not quite sure yet. No, it definitely uh, suits you. Definitely. I tell you what. If you shave your beard off, you're off the show. <laughs> Suits you massively. Suits you. Make it just you just look so much better. 
I don't know what that because your head is bald, it adds contrast. Because your eyebrows are black, you look like a, a, a you black, look like a Sean, you look like a Sean Connery. Yeah, I'm just it's the gray, man. It's really yeah, but it looks cool. It's good because it's not half gray, half brown. It's all gray. Nah, if you see it up close, there is like it's so you're like of, a you... silver, like a silver fox, like a silver fox. But there is a little peppermint throughout there, like, and like a badger, then. <laughs> Be <laughs> like an angry badger. Good week for How me. How are you feeling? Good. How's stem cells? Good. I came to a huge epiphany. I'm going to release my own little thing tomorrow. Uh, I need to do a service, public service announcement. I think I screwed up giving some information on the first couple uh, things I went through. Uh, but this week, uh, so I'm going to, this is week seven. And, uh, uh, was allowed to go back to gym. So started last week light and got into more heavy this week. Uh, mm-hmm. feels so good. I literally gained almost 10 pounds of muscle in a week. Or 10 I, was pounds, gonna, I, I, I was gonna say to you, actually, I can see it on you. It's wild. It's I, wild. I can see how, cause I was looking at your arms earlier and normally you've got skinny little fucking cotton arms, but I, I, I was looking at them actually and being like, you look bigger. Yeah, it's wild, man. You I only been back in your arms. I went back in the gym for, like I said, like about a week and a half. It's weird how your obviously, body has this weird muscle memory. Got, I haven't got pythons <laughs> like these yet, but I definitely noticed. I was like, you look thicker. I'm, I'm, there's no question because, like I said, two weeks ago it was 155 pounds, and I weighed myself leaving the gym today, and I was almost back to regular. I was like 164 pounds or something like that. So I'm definitely definitely shows definitely what, shows you can see it. And you know what the other thing is interesting too? As soon as I got the okay to go back to gym and stuff and I started going at my appetite just went. <laughs> so I'm like disheveled. It's, it's, it's almost like someone's just grabbed a couple of pounds and put a layer all over you. Because like weird. Yeah, it's very you've strange. just gone a bit, you've just gone a thicker version of you. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, it feels good. Feels good. And uh yeah, things are starting to come around. Uh and it's unfortunate I kind of got to go through the whole freaking thing again in December and repeat. So I have to do what, the whole... you have more more stem cells injected in. The entire procedure is going to be redone in December. Is that is that still in Sorry, that guys. charge? Is it that that initial charge? Yeah, well, not really. Yes and no. Um, Got to pay more. Yes and no. Although <clears throat> uh, worked out something with them, they're they're amazing, man. I, I don't want to say too much because they want to keep me a bit of it, keep some of this under wraps. But they felt really bad about my situation. Because one thing was looking at the MRIs and all the stuff going down there. And then once I got down there, they repeated them and noticed during that time had things had really deteriorated. Mm. So they felt really bad about the entire situation and that. So they're helping me out. Let's just say that. And uh, yeah, amazing people. Huge shout out to. Uh, oh, well, good. What, Institute. what a, uh, but then look at the, look, basically it's an investment in ambassadorship an advertisement because you're going to sing their praises all over it it is and uh i think they they realize that too like a couple of their uh coordinators have told me now that they've actually when they get new candidates or people want to do it and they ask the questions like what should i expect that they just send them my videos <laughs> like just watch yeah this. they're great this is what you, that's what you can expect <laughs> they should be paying you to go there and have the work done no comment <laughs> Maybe they anyway. are. Is that it? They're paying no you. Not saying anything. Anyway, um, no, things are going good. And but yeah, I'll be back down there. And uh, yeah, um, so now I'll find out. See how I'm doing tomorrow. I want to be. Able, I want to go back to jujitsu too. 
um quickly mm. but so let's see how i do it so Jim well slowly time. slowly in there slowly slowly yeah i got I, I have a tendency to rush things so i'm trying not to this time I'm yeah but you you invested. could you, you the thing is like we've said this before you could go back to jujitsu if you are disciplined and mature about it as yeah. in you can roll with someone but you have to be <clears throat> you're gonna have to be super disciplined to not get into it which is difficult not to do isn't it because when it you've got hard, it, yeah because you're like you you i go for it i want I, i'll go for it you could just really really soft play role and just yeah. go through movement look for no locks and just like play role you could do that I think so too. I have a little. And you'd bit have of to. A, you'd uh, have to have the. You'd have to have the right partner. Yeah, as well. Hundred yeah, percent. Um, yeah, I have kind of an idea. If it goes back, I want things I want to work on that I think will keep me safe and uh, still at the time. I want to really work on pressure and stuff. So. Anyway, you want to get a lot bigger, get your top pressure. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I'm, That's I'm my my only age. things I got going for me: top pressure and Kesikatami. <laughs> They my <laughs> that's my it's my Mine's, combo everything for me everything's check the oil oil check yeah but that's standard oil checks <laughs> standard oil check <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing I was just like I just do that anyway that, that that's just something I do <laughs> very <laughs> and for those who know that an oil check this is very I, I, this is interesting so in Japan there's a game called Kancho where you get your fingers like that and you, you go behind your friend and you ram your fingers up their butthole to make them jump, go like that, okay? It's called Kancho, funny enough. And in Jiu-Jitsu, and I, well, I, I used to use this as a self-defense technique. If someone's got you on the floor, your sound is gone. What? Oh, no, there it is. Oh, I could see your lips moving, couldn't you, anything? It, it was one of those things because and scientifically now the skin around the anus is very soft very sensitive no 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 it's very sensitive you jab that with nukite and the body will automatically go into a shock it does that's exactly what it does if you're ever in that situation especially for men as well up from the bottom of the scrotum and between the hole very Perineum. sensitive Perineum. yeah very sensitive you punch that hit that jam fingers into that you're gonna get a reaction you instantly get a jump reaction in the body and that buys you it buys you one two seconds for you to then do whatever else you want to do in a self-defense situation but it's also called an oil check in jiu-jitsu because when someone's got their butt in your face and you can't move you just get your finger and ram your finger into it oh, and then they go in this whole body goes into spasm holy shit <laughs> it, oh, oh, it does it just goes into spasm uh, but then oh. you'll find some of the black belts you do it to them and they're like i don't even feel it in there but what you in there <laughs> it's like it, move it around a bit just i'll check me <laughs> you may want to use two or three fingers it is. So anyway, that's a bit of information for you guys if you're wondering what an oil check is. That's right. Awesome self-defense move. Uh, it's very effective. Very effective. On with the show. Topic tonight. There's a video that was sent to me uh, by one of our listeners. 
and he wanted my take on what the person was saying um, on Instagram. It was so I sent you the video. If you play that video or the sick, you just play the sound. You play the person. Let's see, keep going as I. But just so so it's listening to what this guy is saying. So what he's saying is, yeah, is is right, but there are caveats with it. Um, it depends. Sorry, where did you send? I can't. You got remember. it. Where did you send well, it? Uh, Instagram. Oh, that's the wrong place. Oh, it's yeah. very difficult. It's very difficult for us to keep up on conversations. We've got what? What's this other messenger you've got me on now? What's the new message thing we're on? Telegram. Telegram, Instagram, Facebook. Right? We send stuff back and forth on that all the time. Different things. You send me something on Instagram, I won't see it. I'll send him the same video on 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 Facebook a week later. Got it? Oh yes, 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 yes. Go on and play that for the people. Yep. Just want to set it up. The one thing with in the one thing with Instagram that sucks is that you can't rewind and shit. Oh yeah, you've just got to it's just got to play through, isn't it? Yeah, I got it. Should have downloaded. Excuse me, should have downloaded it. Okay. Sure. Sounds. So have a listen to what this guy is saying, okay? Not what he's dressed in. Just listen to what he's saying. That was the first thing that uh, caught my attention. Okay. Ready? I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to refresh it just because I don't know if it's going to. Go on, man. If you, hey, you let me talk to you guys real quick about self-defense. Number one, I don't care what you know. If you fail to use it, you will lose. When I say use it, I mean you must get off first. Don't get me wrong, you can still win a fight if you are attacked first, but the odds are that the person that lands the first clean shots is going to win the fight. That's why you get so many cowards out here sucker punching people. They know whoever gets off first is going to win. If you're a striker, you need to understand range. You have a limited amount of range to where you can effectively strike before someone gets to you. And if that person is a grappler, you're gonna have a hard day in that fight. No matter what, you have to get off first. I don't care what anyone says, you must get off first. That really is lesson number one. That and the fact that there are no rules. How many train these traditional oh, is that? Oh. styles where it's you versus the same style you know that you really don't know what it's like to be attacked by an unpredictable opponent. Okay, let me talk to you guys real quick about that's it. So that was said to me, listen to it. Um, and yeah, what he's saying is valid. What he's saying is right um, to a certain degree. What, what, what were your, what's your initial thoughts there? Yeah, I, I, I totally like you. Uh, same thing. Um, like, I understand where this whole thing comes from, where self-defense and like, um, yeah. you know, um, no first strike in karate and all that kind of stuff and and it sounds very it's it's romantic and it sounds great and honorable and all this stuff but uh it's just not the way the world works and um yeah. and in what he's saying in that whoever gets that first shot off nine, nine times, times out of ten, ten nine times out of ten is winning the fight yeah 100%. okay yeah. um now this was all a rage. Don't forget, now, I came up in the self-protection industry in the 90s, 2000s, okay? In the 90s, it was booming. You had Jeff Thompson, Peter Constantine. Jeff Thompson really 
paved the way for, for modern self-protection. Peter Constantine uh, wrote the book, The Modern Bodyguard, paved the way for that as well. Mm. And I used to go and train with these guys when I was in my late teens, early 20s. Up, we'd go up to different various courses by the BCA. They formed together the British Combat Association. Um, and it was, you know, they're both, they're both sort of Khan guys, both traditional sort of Khan guys. And they both got a door background. And I've talked about Jeff before, very, you know, it's what put me on the path to where I went reading his book, Watch My Back. Mm. So, so all, the, you know, it was the preemptive strike uh, and the three second fighter. So he wrote a book called The Three Second Fighter, which is all about the verbals and that, that first three seconds of a confrontation, the first three seconds of the verbals where you get the shot in. And it's called the sniper option. You stood there, arms up, non-aggressive, displayed this like that. He, the guy's getting more aggressive. Bang! You catch him and knock him clean out. That's the end of the fight. Okay? Mm. So that, that, that was preemptive strike feared for your safety these were all the buzz sayings that were around and as it was it was yeah you can punch someone first if you fear for your safety if you think an attack is imminent you can hit them first in defense to prevent that attack yeah so it's like i could see him duck down to swing a shot i banged him first knocked him out preemptive strike that's what you say in court but the truth of the matter is, it doesn't fucking matter what you say in court. Um, you can use all the buzzwords you want. Preemptive strike, feared for my safety. Um, I did this, did that. It was a counter-counter to his counter. And it depends on what the jury think at the end of the day. And what you have to think in, in a physical confrontation, if there's just the two of you, and you've got onlookers around out there now this. Now, the guy could be up in your face threatening you, telling you he's got a knife and he's about to slit your throat. He's going to go home, kill your family and kill your kids. He could be saying all this to you. You think, fuck this. You bang him and knock him clean out. That's the end of the fight. All those bystanders have seen two men arguing, you throw the first punch and knock the guy clean out. So that's the statements they're going to give to the police. And then... The other guy will be like, yeah, I know I was arguing. You know, I was obviously upset. And then this guy just came up to me and punched me in the face. I don't know. So where. he needs to, needs to, you know, I stood there asking him, was he staying or going in the car park? And then he punched me in the face. That, that's what happens. And then it's your version no, against yeah. his version. Um, and in, certainly, certainly in the UK, if they can't, prove self-defense or that you just both uh, and, and there's a bit of a fight you both get charged with assault or you get charged with a fray very experienced in that oh interesting so this punch first yes works in that theory of whoever gets the shot in first is nine times out of ten it's going to win that fight as long as they trained and they know what they can put a shot in mm. but again we've seen multiple videos of people who have had ample opportunity they've thrown the first shot and it's ended up being like a handbag slap thing and then they end up grappling but if you can get that first shot knock clean out that's the end of the fight but then you've got to think how does that look yeah i think there's a time and place for anything i think that goes back to the adage if you can walk away walk away 
and if you can get away. But if you're in a, uh, my personal thing is if you're in a situation that is going to even require or make you think that you have to throw that first strike, then it's already gone to a place where you don't give a fuck if you're going to court or not. <laughs> like yeah. you feel something's, something's not good here. We had the saying, it's better to be judged by 12 and carried by six. Exactly. Exactly. And, and this, this is this, if you're working, well, if you don't work in the industry that I worked in, if you're not in security or as a doorman or as a bouncer or police or well, maybe not police, but bodyguards and stuff. Um, if you're not in that environment, you don't have to worry about this type of thing so much because you could go through your entire life and never have a, a nasty, violent confrontation. Mm. But if you are in that environment, so here's the problem you have now. You know your training kicks in and you can smell the fight in the air. The guy's in front of you. He's being aggressive. He's getting more and more aggressive. Your non-committal to hitting him is just going to fool him even more. You're the more submissive that. you, the more submissive you are, and the more you try to calm the the, the situation down, the more aggressive he gets because he thinks you're afraid. It fuels his ego, and then and a, to the point where he will throw a shot at you. Yep. That's how these things unfold. So you were switched on. You know what's coming. You thinking, yeah, I can see this building up. Bang! And you pop him. You get a shot him first. That's textbook. That's one oh one. You know, you you've prevented this now from escalating. With what we explained earlier of how it's going to look, it's a very dangerous situation to be in. Being on the door, being in a situation, a violent situation where you're now up against someone who's drunk arguing with you getting aggressive and flaying his arms and your instinct is i need to pop him to neutralize this situation but in the back of your head you're like if i pop him these people are going to say i punched him first the police over there are going to come and arrest me for hitting him first then we're going to have to go to court then we're going to have to have this i could lose my license my badge and lose my job and lose my income all this is flying around in your head while you're stood there having a toe-to-toe confrontation with someone. It's a very dangerous situation to be in because the slightest pause can cost you your life. Mm. That slightest hesitation can cost you big time in a violent situation. So, you know, it's a, it's a predicament. It's a, it's, a, it's a fine line. It's a very precarious situation to be in. In, uh, in that environment do you or don't you yeah i'm sitting here and it was like thinking about it luckily nothing's happened in quite a few years anything like that but um yeah it is a weird thing it is a weird thing and you're you're you know you're speaking somewhat from the perspective of a doorman but i mean just the, the average person it's uh it's- but as you as you said earlier the average person can walk away from it. Maybe. If you feel like, yeah, if, if you can. feel like, if you feel like it's going to happen, you walk away from it, take your way safely, take yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. If you're being paid to stay and resolve it, you can't walk away from well, it. That's different. That's different. Like same. So, like so that's why like that you try to. Yeah. That's why and... that situation is a very precarious situation. Oh, yeah. But take yourself out of that normal Joe Schmo, you know, we work in school teachers, whatever. And it is 
a violent situation. Not an attack, it's different. Someone attacks you, you defend. But if someone gets all up in your face and you start the verbals, yeah. and this feels like this could go somewhere, as you said, you can take yourself out of it. If you can safely take yourself out of it, you can walk away. It's not worth it. I find myself at this stage in my life actively avoiding stuff like that. I don't go out. I don't go to the pubs. I don't go where drunk people are. Yeah, I don't. I stay away from it yeah, because I know how easy it is to get drawn into something. And unfortunately, my response is a very dramatic one for people, which is going to get me into trouble. So I stay away from it. Stay away from it completely. <laughs> Can't get drawn into it. I'm still spinning in my head. Uh, I don't feel it's really weird. Like, um, I actually never, I, you know, I thought about this in the peripheral kind of like, as we, I knew we were going to talk to the show tonight and talk about it, but you're right. There's so many weird moving parts to all this. Now I know I'm going to throw another thing into it now. Cause now I'm thinking of it. Cause I, cause I've been doing jujitsu and stuff and you see a ton of videos out there of, uh, jujitsu guys, including some well-known people just happen to be in the right or wrong place, depending how you look at it. And we're able to control the situation really easily uh, with mm. the jujitsu and, and yeah. until somebody showed up. But there's one common denominator in all those. The person did something and the jujitsu person reacted, mm. right? You're not going to see, for the most part, you're not going to see um, them throw the first strike or something like that. So, I, However, with that all being said, there's a time and place for everything. And I'm with you. I mean, there's situations where you're this there's so much and this is what comes down to you need to fucking react. Sorry, I swear. This is what comes down to experience as well. And I can and I keep drawing back to a security environment where you're Mm. being paid to stay there. There's like you said, there's a lot to process. There is a lot going on. Um, yeah, you don't have to knock someone out. You can you can grab and restrain them, which is what we would normally do, grab and restrain around the neck, right? Arm, but a lock or whatever, lock them up, escort them out. But, but there's a lot, to, there's a lot to take on. I'm in a club with 900 people in it. Yeah. I'm on a dance floor, probably surrounded by 300 people. Yeah. Now I go in, there's only the, 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 the five doormen working. One yeah. for every hundred, pretty much. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a very, yeah, um, it's wild. I never thought about it that. And way, I, but... I go in and I grab someone, and there's normally it'll take two of you to restrain someone. Goes, I go, what if he's stronger than me? That it's not going to work. And yet, jujitsu, you can get a technique right, but not not in a dark room with glass all over the floor. I totally agree. With lights. You. And you never know what's going to happen. I'm trying to remember. I wish I had on on ready right now. I saw a video. I today very recent i follow a couple channels around real life altercation stuff mm-hmm. and uh anyway um i saw this one uh i'm trying to remember if it was a copper or not i can't remember if it was a copper secure anyway the point of the matter is they um some guys going nuts and they using looks like jujitsu whatever look grappling of mm-hmm. some sort they control the situation they kind of get them down and we always have buddies or somebody, a woman comes over and starts cracking into the guy that was actually controlling the situation and just made the whole thing. I don't know what the, the connection was there, 
but yeah, to your point, there's some places you don't want to be in a uh, think it's a chaotic. Yeah. Let me tell you, real violence is chaotic. Yeah, absolutely yeah. chaotic. And this is why we. This is why I've talked about in the past of self-defense versus martial arts. Very different. Yeah, different things. Now, when you're in that crowded area, so you do tend, you will be in a self-defense mode because whilst I've got to grab this, whilst I've got to control this person could be headlock whatever that you know partly grappling partly hitting him while i'm controlling him i've also got to be aware of everyone is around because very rarely people go out drinking on their own do they exactly and let me tell you something what let me tell you something what happens in wales folks in any pub you go to in wales you grab someone and start on someone you can be expected to be punched by four or five people around them yeah yeah sometimes Same even here, people who yeah. are not even people who are not even involved with it they'll see you as the aggressor look at that prick because everyone loves a sneaky punch will come and blindside you yep been there that okay. is what happens so when you try to restrain someone from a professional point of view mm. um you've got to be aware of what's going on around you as well not even so, professional I, i'm saying like oh, any in any situation any situation yeah. like, I, I, they say at a hockey game you go to a hockey game right you're in the crowd i've seen them in the stands people start fighting with each other and kicking off and mm. and so if you start fighting with one guy he's very really he's going to be sat there on his own he's got mates around him as well mm. you watch the football here in the uk <laughs> well not the, in all in europe it's insane and you will have factions that actually go there purely just to have a scrap. Yeah. That's what they want to do. Yeah. So while you're caught up with your missus in the middle of this, you've got to defend yourself against a mob of angry people. This is not a fighting situation. This is a defensive situation. Get the fuck out of there. Protect and get out. It's interesting because also you just said something off the cuff too. You know, it's not martial arts, it's self-defense. It's funny that we don't put more thought in that because if you, I mean, you look at the root word martial, it's war. So a lot of stuff was like for, they knew they were going to be put into a situation. They knew what was coming. It wasn't about yeah, self-defense. It's not, it yeah, was, it's not self-defense. Yeah. And which is why the, 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 and we've talked, I've talked about this before and, and say it to people, we argue about karate and karate yeah. uh, isn't a martial art as no. such. Martial no. art is the blanket statement for everything. Yeah. There are very few true martial arts. That's anymore. what I was thinking the same thing. Karate is a civil defense system. Yes. It's not exactly. for military. It's not for the samurai. And barely that ancient, anymore. Yeah, it's not for ancient warriors. Yeah. It was a civil defense art yeah. that was taught mainly to nobility. There was, yeah. again, we've told you before, folks, there were no poor peasant farmers keeping chickens learning karate. <laughs> it was nobility handed down through the classes that were doing karate peasants work in the field no time for doing push-ups get the fucking corn planted and the rice yep. so again karate it, it, it was a civil defense art um, and that defense stuff is very different to even like soldiers professional change soldiers that's what I'm their thinking job, I'm, like, I'm thinking like a Navy their job is to go in yeah, yeah their job is to go in and specialize take out kill do this did that it's not so much a defensive art of we have to survive yeah so you're reminding me of a conversation with somebody uh a, a, who was an ex-navy seal and uh i was asked this is a few years back and i was asking him it's funny i forgot about this i was asking him the same thing like what you guys what do you guys learn for self-defense and stuff and he was just like we don't learn self-defense 
<laughs> like, what? And basically what he was saying is they're, they're literally taught just like, as you're talking about right now, strike first. If something's in front of you, you take the threat. Go and kill it. Yeah. You just remove the threat by any means necessary. So it's, it is very, very different. Very different professional we, soldiers. Very we, different we, we like to think as well of military or martial arts trained and then us. They don't train to defend themselves. No. They train to kill. Yeah, they eliminate whatever is, yeah. And even if we have like peace, peacekeeping missions and this and stuff like that, soldiers are trained to kill. Yeah. Typical example of, you know, when I was trained with the Marines and stuff like that, out you got your, you know, you can fall back, you can retreat and stuff. But mostly it's advancing. Yeah. You've got a line of rifleman firing, boom, 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 boom suppressing fire. Then another wave goes forward, gets down, boom, 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 boom. You're advancing on the enemy all the time to get to him to fucking kill him. There's no we'll try and hold them off. Yeah. We're going to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, it's very bit, different. It's completely we watch different films, mentality. Films, Hollywood mess everything up. They tend to amalgamate everything, and we think like this soldier was an ancient ninja and learned the ways <laughs> of this and that and yeah, it is. So that that went on to a that went quite deep as well, and went down the whole self-defense route. Um, and uh, do you punch first? There's a time oh. and place. I think there's a I think there's a time and place. Like I like, look, if I'm I'm trying to think of some scenario where I'm like I don't know, coming home, I'm car parked. You're you're, out, you're and, coming home with Ariel. You're coming home from the club yeah, with Ariel. Like, yeah, somebody confronts me and some shit's going down and I don't know what is happening. And I feel like, and I don't think I can get out of this situation. Damn fuck straight. I'm going to punch you in the fucking throat. Like, sorry to swear. Like, um, like, cause my adrenaline is going up. Even right now I think about it. Like I am, I'm going to do that. And I'll deal with the mess afterwards because I do yeah. feel, but is that the right decision? I don't know. But instinctually that's what I have to what what are the repercussions yeah this is what you've got to look at here it depends how far you go right here in canada it's but, like, but they're saying more similar the to what you guys look at the repercussions of you look at this both ways right folks let's and we'll use you and ariel out right you're out and some drunken guy has come on to you now or maybe he's trying to just want to rob you trying, trying to get your wallet or whatever and something like that and you don't take him out straight away and he ends story. up. I gotta tell it. He ends up taking you out. Okay. So, you so I'm gonna tell the story. I usually I don't like telling these type of stories. Instead, you say, "Oh my god, I see my camera I'm already turning red." I don't even know if I can say <laughs> where we were. Ariel and I were somewhere, and we were at a, uh, a dinner, and that turned into some drinking and stuff like that, and uh, whatever. And the night was over. We left. We're outside, and I could tell you, I wasn't even in our city. I could say we're, weren't even in our country. We were uh, somewhere. And these three three guys are outside. They start making kind of catcalling and saying stuff to Ariel and stuff. And I just kind of like, whatever. And just, I don't know. It kind of started uh, bubbling up. And I was like, oh, shit. Something's going to happen. So I just wanted to put an end to it quickly. I didn't know, because I was in a foreign place, in a foreign whatever, I know that was kind of in the back of my head, but I also knew it was interesting. What I'm thinking about is to your point earlier, I knew if I didn't do anything or if I showed any kind of like, Hey, Ariel, let's just get out of here. I knew this was not going to go end well. 
So what I did, <laughs> FYI, they were uh, tourists. There's three boys, three guys from Ireland, uh, quite frankly, which was kind of funny. Uh, anyway, I just went up and I slapped the first one right in the fucking face that was saying the shit. <laughs> the, so the biggest one that was saying that, like trying to be the, hey, yeah, baby, blah, 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 blah. I just went, whack. <laughs> I just went, slapped the face right off him and just said, you know, basically, let's go. You think you, you know, I, whatever, I just, whatever. And it just, oh, okay. Things have gone to everything just kind of changed then. Cause he did not expect that. He expected I was just going to be like, yeah, hey, let's just get out of here. In that situation, I do feel like I did the right thing. Like, I read it. Like, I knew what was going on. I knew this guy was mostly, I knew he was mostly this. He was showing off in front yeah. of his friends. Hey, what yeah. you hit on this? I'm going to do da, 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 da. And the tables flipped so quickly for him to the point where even his friends were just like, you're on your own, dude. <laughs> yeah, because it you've was, shown him, listen, yeah. violence is on the table. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm not fucking around with you, dude. If you want to play, I'm not playing. We're going to go. And uh, things changed. A slap in the face changes the dynamic because it's not a punch. Exactly. And I did that on purpose because I knew if I decked him, there's a good, okay, maybe his buddies are going to jump in and all this kind of shit. But when I slapped him, there was this weird embarrassment about the whole thing. Yeah. And then it's 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 a case of, Right, you got to retaliate to this now. I've just initiated the violence. Yeah. I've given you a fucking FD, and I haven't punched you. I gave him you. a ticket. I gave him a ticket. I'm I like... I bitch slapped you across the face exactly. Exactly. to let you know violence is on the table. Exactly. So you, what do you want to do? Yeah, you want to open the door. Take this now for big, or you're gonna go away. Yeah, he opened the door, and then he closed it because he. Then it's so funny how things flip. And then he started talking his way <laughs> and we just yeah. moseyed over and jumped in a car and got out of there yeah and that's a gamble because it could have gone it, the other it, way the three i'm of telling you it was a gamble on top of you it was and that's what i'm saying i still remember like i've forgotten about it for a while now but i remember that i remember in my head got, like it's weird because it's not like a you're not asking yourself a question but things are going through your head very very rapidly yeah. and i remember Think, going do i walk or do i stand and i i just something in the gut something just told me the wrong thing to do right now is to walk show submission and walk away i I just felt like i i can't explain it i just knew that if i did that they were just going to smell and just smell the fear and and sometimes acting submissively fuels the fire yeah because they're like wolves they can see you're injured they can smell blood they're coming for the kill i tell you when i slapped him in the face and didn't move a cent an inch it, I could see everything changed in his face. Everything. The fact that they were all 15 don't matter, but yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you talking the fact, about? The fact they were actually on a school trip, but yeah, waiting for their teacher, but yeah, you've done the right thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but... Yeah, that, does, that, that changes the dynamic. I, I remember once driving home from work and this was in the days where i was actively going out looking for fights mm. some may say even causing them <laughs> just, just because i want i wanted it i, I wanted do. it all the time i had a friend who got his black belt. <laughs> anyway I he used to go it all the time just to the training for I just, yeah tra- he, I he looked it. at his training he literally looked at his training exactly like, i gotta test I myself man i, I gotta test I wasn't myself. even working i was driving home 
and I was driving out through a busy street, and it was on the corner, and there was a gang of boys on the corner, right? Oh, About 10 Over of them. 14. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, well, they're basically, they're on a bus stop waiting to go to school. But uh, <laughs> come around the corner, and one, there was two or three of them were stood in the road, mm. and I drove as close to them as I possibly could, and I clipped the one with my wind mirror. So I'm like, and they shouted. The Hitler like like, homicide. They, <laughs> they shouted, and I'm like, that's my cue. Jump out of the van, pull over, and I used to. This this is all allegedly, folks. Allegedly, allegedly. 20, 20 good years story, ago, good this story. was mine. Past limits, past the statute of limitations, I'm sure. Oh, I, I used to have. We, we you could buy you know crook lock for your steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crook lock, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you could buy a crook lock that was actually a baseball bat. So it people, short... people do they know what those are? They lock oh, yeah, the steering to you. Steering wheel, yeah, crook yeah. lock. We love them. You can lock your steering wheel, stop people turning in. This one that I seen was a baseball bat about that Dude, long. You're gonna hate foam. me. I gotta I, I gotta oh, run. Oh my god. You're gonna hate me. I gotta I'll be Where right back. I'm gonna pull. Apologies, folks. I had to run downstairs. My dogs were tripping the door, all kinds of nonsense, and turned out it was actually just my burner coming up. So it's whatever. That's the second time you've just cut off dead in the middle of a story. I tried to put it out. I'm like, they're not stopping. That's, I can't believe you guys didn't part. hear it. That's a crucial part. I know. Keep going. I'm actually interested in this. So keep going. What was I saying? Who knows? <laughs> He's been gone for 30 minutes. Your altercation. The, the boys, the swiping. Yes, the you got lock. it. I know. Yeah. We're talking about the crook lock, right? Yeah, I know, but I'm bringing everything up. So I speak. had a crook lock that was basically a baseball bat, a steel baseball bat with a little flange on the end that actually wouldn't work as a crook lock, but it made a very good little baseball bat. I used to have that in the car. So I allegedly, this story I've seen in a film on the documentary, mm. run out with the crook lock mm. and confronted these gang of boys. And I'm like... Get out of the fucking road. What are you doing? Sorry, this was like last week? Or this was about allegedly 20 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, you know, and I'm shouting at them, like having a go at them for being in the road. You hit my van. I actually hit one of them with the wind mirror. (laughs) You hit my van. You could have broken the window. What the fuck is wrong with you? Getting, you know, worked up. Egging them all. Come on, rush me. Let's have a proper fight. I'll take at least half a dozen of you out before you get me down. And I've got this crook lock in one hand. And I can so like, picture this, by the way. <laughs> the, the guys are stood there, and they were just like in shock of, what? The fuck what is the, happening? They're like, yeah, what, what, the, what the fuck is going on <laughs> right here? And, then, and the one of them come close to me, and I tohochi them in the throat pushed him back in the throat, sent him reeling backwards. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting angry and getting worked at because they won't rush me. I'm telling them, you can take me, rush me, fucking take me out. All of you come at me at once. And I got this crook lock in my hand. But n- none of them would because they were all they frozen. Because they thought you were a lunatic. They were all frozen to the spot. And, and I, say, Yeah, but if they did rush me, they pr- I probably would have taken one or two out, but they would have batted me. Yes. No, actually, I don't. Maybe, well, maybe if they collected I themselves well enough, maybe. But I would have taken good a few of them out. But I, you, you can't beat ten men. No. Ten men continue attacking you. You can't. I don't care who you are. You can't do it. No, that's not my point. I, I think even if you had taken out, I think the rest would have bolted. 
Yeah, but what I'm saying is a concerted effort, no, no, of a yeah, continual yeah, yeah. attack, just the same as the four turtles against Shredder in Turtles Two. Exactly. They could have defeated him with the loss of but one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Strength in numbers. So I was just getting worked up that they wouldn't attack me. Uh, because I was looking for it, but they there was there was like ten of them, a good group of people, but they were petrified. They Cherry were Burkett, like Shehan Cherry Burkett. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, it's good. Story. But that's that's the same as what you've said. That that the violence is on the table if you want it, gentlemen. You can't fake it either. No, you can't fake some it. Some people try. I have seen and I have some. Pe- I've seen people blag it. You can't you, you can blag it to a certain... You can blag it against someone else that's not, for want yes. of a better term, a hardened street fighter, yes. for, for a better term, right? Yeah, but if someone's um, been I, there... Someone's been there, they can see right through it, they can see it in your eyes. I have seen people, like, blag it, and, and then you're like, there's fucking nothing in you. And then they try it with you, and you're like, I'm not some student... This isn't student night. I'm not some fucking doctor out here. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get seriously hurt. Yeah. Oh, sorry, but I didn't mean that. Blah, 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 blah. You could, you can, but like you said, you can't fake it. And when you're up against, when you see someone else that's been there, just from some of the things they say, how they look, the way they look, you know they've been there. You know what they've been through. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I find people that have. It used to be hard work going out because when you'd go out with people that you didn't were not in that world, they'd want to tell you all about, yeah, this one time I had a fight with this boy and, and blah, 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 and he pushed me over and then I pushed him over and then, yeah, it was really riled up. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. As if, like, I don't want to talk about this, really. We talk about it in the show for, for story's sake. But it's like, I don't want to talk about this stuff, really. Yeah, I've done it all my life, and it's like I'm not really not bothered about you having a fight with your next door neighbor over whose cat shit on whose grass, and you pushed him over. I've been threatened with knives and bottles and syringes, <laughs> real violence. Mm. So yeah, it gets it gets a bit old then, and like I said, I'm a I'm a, a businessman now, a, a philosophical man. So what is the moral of preemptive strikes uh, and versus well, the, no strikes? The moral, uh, the moral. Oh, that's what I was going. You mentioned earlier on about the um, no first strike. So this is yeah. one of Funakoshi's precepts. Yeah. Right. There is no first strike in karate. No first strike. Now that doesn't mean you must not throw the first punch. What? Doesn't mean that. It means it's something that is to do with the translation of the kanji. It was translated as there's no first strike. It doesn't mean doesn't mean that there is no first strike in karate. It means that you don't initiate the violence, the, the attack. Oh, you don't really? go around causing the fight. Dude, I did not know that. Are you being serious right now? You're not just making no, I'm being serious. No, I'm being deadly serious. <laughs> I I did not know that. That's actually, you could have started this entire conversation off with just that well, one. That, that's what I was leaving things to, but we kept going down rabbit holes and I kept forgetting to come back to it. That is wild. Um, in fact, I, I want to look that do, up. Gonna... I do seem to recall, um, you know, when Shane Cameron first started doing his videos, his mm-hmm. talks, yeah. um, he talks about, I'm sure in one of the early ones, it's like number two or number three. He talks about Furukoshi's precepts, yep. and he says it in it as well. It's about a translation with it. It, it doesn't mean 
that there is no first strike in karate, as in you're not allowed to throw the first punch in a fight. What it means is you don't initiate the fight. Don't go around starting fights with people. But if someone starts a fight with you, you end it. That makes sense. That makes way more sense, actually. And that's something that people need to be careful of, like translations and getting lost in translation. Oh, translations that... And taking it verbally... Like it's, words change, yeah, and the kanji has a different, you know, or even, the kanji had this flange, it means a different meaning, and even like I'm guilty of that myself. I remember first starting in Kyokushin and running with that whole thing, like uh, uh, the translation of Kyokushin, the Society of the Ultimate Truth. It's not, it's not the Society of the Ultimate, it's just organization, it's all it meant. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you, a, you. You you call it the Society of Ultimate Truth. I've never really heard it called that. I mean, oh. You were the first person I heard call it that. Oh, I didn't um, get it. I took it from someone else. Because um, Kyokushin, it, it meant, we, and I always learned it as the Ultimate Truth Association. The association, yeah. yeah. Because Kai, Kai is association. Or, Kan is, is whole. It has different. So it, it can mean organization. It can mean society. It can yeah, mean a yeah. gathering of, uh, you know, whatever. The point is that unless you know a something gaggle. in its native tongue and how the inter- yeah. how you're supposed to interpret it, you got to be careful. That's and this is the problem with a lot of martial arts stuff and a lot of how people things come through. Mm-hmm. Um, they're done. You know, there is no first strike in karate. I remember it is. You're not allowed to hit. Great example. You must wait until you are hit That's before you can react. So, so dumb, yeah. And it's not. It's bollocks. It, it's basically, there's no first striking. Don't go around initiating fights. Yeah. Don't start fights with people. Yeah. But if a fight is started, you certainly fucking finish it. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, Perfect that's that subject. Next one. <laughs> awesome way to end it. All right. Yeah. Old school versus new school. This was a question off one of my students. Um, he sent me this a couple of weeks ago, actually, as a, as a topic for the show or something to ask about. Um, and his question was basically, old fighters, old, and we've talked about old versus new before in terms of training, but take old fighters and the old way they were trained old before and put them against modern day fighters today with all the science and, and, and the all aroundness and everything. And I think he's getting more of like, well, get a, um, who can we use? Who can we say? Get a Antonio Inoki, like the wrestle guy, put him against Conor McGregor in the cage. That's your question or? No, no, no. That, that was his question oh, of yeah. how would these old fighters then match up today? And he also asked with like um, Sorsai. How so? He talked about Sorsai doing his tour of America and all the challenges yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I, I definitely have thoughts around this. How would he fare up against fighters of today? See if you put him up against um, who's uh, um, Francis Nagao, Nagano, Francis Nagano. But that's not a fair thing. I mean, we're talking a guy who's six foot friggin' whatever, two hundred and close to three hundred so, pounds. There's no versus... size in karate. There's no oh. size in karate. All right, then he easy. Bought, so side would get crushed. He knocked out a thousand pound bull. Talk so, to me about someone who's six foot. So if, it, then, if that's the case, then yeah, then so side would get crushed. Absolutely. Do you think? De- demolished, not even close. It would be like it would be like a gorilla playing with a kitten. So side wasn't small. He was not big either. 
he no, was he um, was he was big stocky he's stocky but he was like i think his what was his height uh, he wasn't that big of a guy wasn't that big all right um, let's say all right let's use someone um on par with the size then who's i'm not current on all the top uh fighters at the moment but let's say source I against a uh, top mma fighter of the same size I'm still going to give it to the more modern. I'll tell you why in a second. It's not, maybe not what people, um, I just want to find out his height here. So he's 1.73 meters. Yeah, he's really small. He's five foot six, dude. He was 1.7 meters, five foot six. He's very tall in stature. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not a tall guy. I'm only 5'10, like, but he still like comes up to me. Right here. I'm, I'm 5'8, but I identify as 6'4. Oh, well, identify 6'4", 100%. Yeah. My, here's my, uh, okay, so here's my thoughts around it. I'm not, uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm only looking at it like if I'm a betting person, okay? So I'm not trying to yeah. be emotional yeah. around it. It's literally like I'm putting down serious money on this thing. Yeah. Um, if I look at some of the old school fighters and back in that day, can they take it? Absolutely. I think they are probably even tougher. I probably, they're fucking probably tougher than the more modern guys. So I'm not taking that part away. I think the two things for me uh, ha- are, um, it's basically around science. Um, more modern fighters have, A, learned how to train without uh, redu- by re- and reducing injury. So for mm-hmm. one thing, they won't go full out sparring during their, especially high level pro guys. There's some pro guys now, they don't even spar anymore, but they have such a fun, people take that and they go, oh, shoot, that means I don't have to spar. No, 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 no. They have already have such a foundation from doing this their entire lives. They're now just, you know, just polishing up their weapons uh, while saving their brains. Um, but here's, a, here's, take a look at this one. I'll do even, uh, um, sorry, my brain's going because I'm trying to gather my thoughts around this. If you look at early UFC, and that's it's actually, we were supposed to have somebody on here tonight that could have talked about oh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. I'll tell you no, later. we didn't. I just popped in my head. But if you take those early years UFC, right? Those first one, two, three, I'll throw it to you even better. Would Hoist Gracie do well, who cleaned up in the first three ones? Would, how well, would he kind do of- Today. That's kind of been proven. He's kind of been proven he couldn't do when it. he fought when he fought against uh, Matt Hughes. Exactly. He can't do it. You can't that, do it because there's an evolution, it's a natural evolution. Do I think that the old school like Masuyama and stuff is tough enough to take it? Absolutely. Could they stand with the more modern? I mean pro. I'm not talking about the average guy up to gym or whatever, but no, they could not. I don't think they could. I I, I think they could stand and take it. But I don't think they would succeed. I think there's again just putting money on it. It's a good question. And I think there's a couple of variables to it. Now, initially, like you, I, I'm thinking of actually, yeah, you won't stand. It's like the modern professional fighters. It's like saying, well, I would have stood up against Mike Tyson. Exactly, right? I would have fought against Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson would was knocking. Any Everybody. man on the planet out yeah. who stood in that ring with him. But not much has changed 
in skill, <clears throat> new tactics and stuff from the time of Mike Tyson to now in terms of boxing. Not a lot. There's not been a no, lot of but, evolution. But, but in mixed martial arts, mixed martial arts, all these things. And again, another parameter evolution. is Massive another parameter evolution. is are we talking about in a professional fight with rules or are we talking about in a fight with no rules? Oh, that's what see now we're going, we're throwing parameters yeah, there completely so the, the, different. The, yeah, but we didn't say we yeah. didn't say no, in a an point. MMA tournament. It that's was just point. that how would they fare off against say someone of trained okay, today? Totally different scenario. Okay, so if I were to do those caveats, I'm so my brain was in a sporting event, like a throw the man yeah. MMA, like UFC cage or something like that, and they have set rules. Yeah, but then if, if you was, if you if you took if you took um you could take Francis Nagao and take him uh, Nagano, Nagano. Nagano, sorry, Nagano, Nagago. You could take him out of the cage and put him onto a knockdown mat and not let him grab or punch the face. Right. How well would he do against? He would suck. He would suck because he don't fight there. I don't think he would do well at all because he does again, he doesn't know that sport Different and he doesn't set. know yeah. the rule set and stuff. But I like what you just said now, because I was thinking more of the cage thing. But if we just took two people and put them on the street, who knows? Now it's a whole different I can now I could be like, oh Masayama, yeah, he might take a screwdriver at his back and stick it inside your throat. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Like, so now there's too many variables, too many unknowns. I don't know. And like, don't forget just, as well. I'm sorry, I just want one other caveat. I forget the, who the, the fighter was. It was a really big, big name. And he was in the UK, it was during a UFC. Um Oh, I think I know. I, the thing is, I don't want to say in case it's wrong because I never, I don't want to propagate kind of. What what happened? Well, he's a big, big like belt wearing UFC fighter who got into an altercation on the streets of London and got the piss kicked out of him in an alleyway by someone. Who was that? Not Bispin. No, not Bispin. He's family. It was an American. I don't know. I don't... It was an American that was there. That and uh, anyway, uh, the point is, I, and again, I, that's why I'm not saying names. And I, I know I hate people who are like, oh, say who it is. I don't want to because I don't want, if I got it wrong, then I got to remember to come back and correct it. But it was a UFC fighter, very well known, very tough guy that we know is tough. We know is tough in the UFC on this rule set and whatever, who got apparently got his ass handed to him in an alleyway in the UK by someone. And Again, sport, sports versus real fighting and exactly. sight. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the guys could probably be talking and blindsided him. I exactly. dare say that that's they, what I'm I getting dare at. say they stood there toe to toe, arms up, and said, "Let's now fight." It was probably a rush attack, blindside, and caught him out, which is how, how things happen outside. So it's it, yeah. So there's so many variables there. So if we if we were to do it, did it, and said, "Okay," that, but let's say in, as well then. Let's say as well in MMA. Let's say mm -hmm. MMA, right? Yeah. So I do think let's say, uh, and you can look at the question, Lenny. Are we talking about Oyama as he was 1953? Oh, in, prime. 19, prime. in his prime. prime. 1940s, 50s, right there. But at the gun show, we, he's. Yeah. Are we taking Oyama as he is? And plonking him here against him, or have we got Hoyama here that grew up in this area and would have trained the same way? Now that's totally so, different. So we, oh, yeah, so we, shit. but we talking Oyama the person, his, his, his historically, 
his natural gift. You know, we hear the stories that the man, all right, it wasn't a Mexican fighting bull. It was an oxen type bull, mm. but he still wrestled it to the floor. There's loads of stories of his Temeshwari and his breaking, his we, power shots. We gotta be so careful about stuff though. Work. Like Habib. Habib. We thought we, there's videos of him wrestling, wrestling with a, bears. Yeah, like, come on. Pet. It's family pet. Well, before him, before him, before him, there was a video of uh uh oh the big black guy Willie Williams wrestling with a bear. For, it, that's my for that that's thing. my bear. That's my point. Yeah. Bulls. So like, so, like but come on. Take that aside. Take that take the 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 publicity stunts aside just the strength work that he was known for bending coins breaking Absolutely. bricks Formal breaking opponent. stuff yeah yeah that power so you imagine him with that natural ability and you plonk him now here training in mma for the last 10 years he, he's doing the judo doing the jiu-jitsu totally doing the striking i think what would his strike what would his striking be like Totally would different. he be like would he be like francis would he be like one yeah. punch one fucking kill that's the end of someone so that's a whole different thing. If we took somebody from history and planted them today, and we could choose so many people from Sosai yeah. to Bruce Lee to whoever. This Bruce Lee blank. would get back. But Bruce Lee was like 70s. He was around that area. Mm, like you mentioned Bruce Lee, but he never, fought, he never fought anyone. Yeah, there's a few people who had things with them that are, but you know, even I, I respect people like uh, Gene LaBelle and stuff. So if Gene LaBelle yeah. says something legit about someone, I'm going to believe it. Um, anyway, my point is, and, and that's a great example, even right there. Gene LaBelle was a friggin' monster back then. Imagine Gino Genie tra- training now under modern stuff, yeah, be yeah. incredible, absolutely. So incre- the, the, he would it's, probably never, be, uh... it's, it's like a never ending question, isn't it? Yeah. It's like when you look at our look at our modern day people of like, uh, you know, to, who's a top? I, I keep thinking about Conor McGregor, but he was never really that much, yeah, no. Nah. Uh, he was the, the showman. Yeah, he was good and he was pinned. Anderson and Silva. Anderson Silva or let's uh, say Habib. Or Habib. Yeah, undefeated. Habib as well. Yeah. Undefeated. You look at them. Put them against some of these old people then. Uh, if them old people came today with the way they think, the way their natural genes are, the way they trained, it's and just had the modern take on it, would they be an undefeated bubble? It's hard. It's honestly, again, it's it's so many moving parts. There is work ethic. There's drill. The way they train. There's so many moving parts. And Habib was training since he was a little little kid. Yeah, lifestyle, um, life. So life, I would say, lifestyle. I I would say this though, right? We talk. Right? We mentioned Habib, right? I wouldn't say Habib trained in the modern way. I would say Habib was training in the old ways. I think it was a mixture. Training a, Training every day, lifting logs out in the mountains in the cold. It was a life yeah. thing. Yeah. So I've, I, it's funny you should say that because I was doing a little bit of research around Habib's training uh, over the weekend and stuff. And you're right. So when we think of old school training, they really Rocky three, Rocky. Four. Yeah, exactly. Right. But they also uh, they um, mixed it with modern that was that was a, a very very different and they still do they still do uh, uh habib runs the gym now uh because after his dad passed away yeah and uh yeah i want to send you something there's a really good uh, little mini documentary on this and there's the people are saying now that the training is even harder because he's he, he wants to live up to the legacy of his father 
So he yeah. won't let it slip even below. So he's actually, <laughs> people are like, his dad harder. was hard, but was Habib's even worse <laughs> as, yeah. as a coach, as a coach. Um, so yeah, they do all that crazy shit. Like you're talking, they go up into the mountains, logs and all this like Rocky mm. uh, training, like you said. Yeah. But, I, but they break down to science then in the gym about yeah. like leverage and yeah. how this and that. So it's yeah. a cool mixture. So yeah, I have no doubt that someone like a Sosai who lop, lapped in stuff, information like that would have absolutely uh, gotten into that. Do yeah. you think, um, Oh, I forgot. I forgot where I was going with that. And it was really profound as well. <laughs> Should I pause it? Do you, do you think the um, the old school, and we talked, we had a show, didn't we? Old school versus modern training. Yeah. I still think that, that, that the old school way of training, this knuckle push-ups out in the snow, on the concrete, yes, running through the things, hills, swimming things. through frozen lakes, yeah. fighting wild mooses. Yes. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes, created I agree. a harder person. Yes, one thousand percent. I don't. I don't even think there's a, a room. Yes, hundred percent. That's why I think. The, athlete, I think there should a be a modern athlete that is an athlete. If mm. I get hurt, I'm like, there's a line where I'm going to tap because I'm not getting. I'm not having life changing injuries. There's a great example of this. I recently listened to an interview. It was George St. Pierre, um, Gordon Ryan, John Donaher on Lex Friedman podcast. And they were kind of alluding to some of this stuff. And one of the things that was popping through my head at that time was uh, George St. Pierre and Gordon Ryan have a very different uh, view on training and stuff. George, believe it or not, is very, very, everything's scientific and everything is like, he's mm. not going to be doing pushups on his knuckles. He's just not going to be doing it. He, he'll be doing isolated something, something to whatever and, and yeah. whatever. And that kind of works for him. Whereas Gordon comes more from the grind kind of like, yeah, he doesn't take a day off and just like, mm -hmm. what's your day off? Well, when I feel like a day, I need rest. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, there, it's, it just grind, grind, grind. And I, I can see that that has, that makes yeah that makes there's something does something to someone like that perseverance the us thing like it yeah, really yeah. really makes you overcome perseverance that's even flashing up another i remember another interview with george st pierre this goes back to our earlier conversation around one strike and self-defense i remember mm -hmm. him talking about being in, in brazil and being nervous because people knew his name and they were looking and he was like look i'm not a, i'm a i'm a sportsman i i do a sport hey. in a cage i'm not fighting with anybody like uh, there's a difference yeah where is that there everyone and same japan everyone will fight them they'd be like oh you're the fighter i want to fight you let me see if i can beat you yeah yeah so he wants nothing to do with that stuff so you right there is two very different personalities right you've got and, a professional sportsman yep. versus a fighter yeah. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, like Gordon and that kind of thing came across more of a like fighter. I'm going to get shit done and that's it. Whereas George was more around. Yeah. I'm a professional. This is just yes, and but the martial art of it. And the about George's training, the very scientific approach to training and everything. But do you think perseverance. his success as like one of the greatest MMA fighters pound for pound tech uh, technician excuse me is because his intellect of that scientific training yep. or because of him who he was the person that he was you I, know my, people are born there's like people are born in like look at kamura yeah. 
like the saying goes, before Kimura, there was no Kimura. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. Kimura, there's no Kimura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's really cool. That, that's true. I, I so this is my dumb. People can hate me for this, whatever. Um, I think for George, I think it is based on science and intelligence. He's a super people may find him all they want because he is English is not his first language and they can it's easy to do, but he's smart. He's a very smart guy. He does a lot of studying. Everything's based on science and stuff like that. And I, and I totally respect that, but he doesn't. And I think he would admit it. He's, he doesn't have that killer instinct. He's not a brawler. He, not a brawler. He's, he's you know, it's, he really looks at this and he, you see it. He loves martial arts. He loves the yeah. honor and the budo and all the stuff about it. And he loves the science. When there's other people who come along and like, and again, I'm just using Gordon Ryan because it was in that uh, yeah. interview. Gordon doesn't give a shit about honor, this stuff and like tradition that he's like, no, I'm just training to kill you. That's what I want to do. I want to crush. Hey, well, and- let's say I put the post out a couple of days ago um, and it was a Gordon Ryan quote. He was talking about jujitsu, yes. about how all you pussies. I'm glad think, you did you know, that. You, you love this story of how jujitsu was founded on love and honor and loyalty and respect. It wasn't. It was founded on badass people who got hard, got big, got strong. They went around beating the fuck out of people. Storming dojos. Just just because they could. Just to show that they could do it. That's what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was founded on. Yep. And and I think they're really, the more that I, you know, go down this rabbit hole, this stuff, and and I'm, I'm, the less that I'm, I used to be so, I I used to love, like, I love like a George St. Pierre and like, and I love how he comes into the UFC and he represents, you know, all this stuff and it's very honorable and that's great. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I think, but it doesn't have to be the representation of everything because to your point, all this stuff comes from war. So if you're somebody who gravitates more towards that, I'm going to friggin' put logs on my head and go up and down hills all day because I want to learn how to rip your effing head off and you know that's great too like what's wrong with that like it's 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 it because it builds such an informable brain mind yeah i think we we need those people in society but as you know for as society um becomes more civilized then there is less need for those type of people do you watch how those people rise up though yes so this is this is the, the the post I think before it would be like tough times create tough yes, men exactly yeah and then those tough men exactly deal with the tough times and then you get I can't remember what it was exactly now but basically tough times yeah. create tough men and then you have nice times and create you have soft, soft men, men yeah. and then the soft men create tough times then you need the tough guys to come back in to yeah, solve the tough times circular. and it's that that bit that goes around. So in society, we do have the martial arts that have like, we, we don't need to kill each other anymore. I don't need to kill you because you wear a different, you wear a different color tunic. I don't care, but let's keep the honor alive. Let's do a bit of sword fight then, obviously with a blunt sword and we'll make it out of wood. So no one actually gets hurt. I'm literally, why don't we? So we keep this, keep this, keep, this you know, you remember when they were Chuck's bees at each other? Well, let's do that, but make them foam. So we're not actually dying, but we can still go through it and have the fun. 
That's what martial arts has become. Yes. You've taken nerfed. out the. You've nerfed you've it. Ta- you, you've nerfified martial arts. Yes. That's you've what taken out. That's you've taken out the death with, element. Yes, that's my problem with Kyokushin, modern Kyokushin. That's what I keep going about because it's turned into such a sport that I, I'm like, yeah, when I was a little kid, it used to be like, yeah, Kyokushin would whatever be feared and respected. I, I, somebody tells me they're black belt in Kyokushin now, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't tell, it doesn't tell think, me anything. I think that's, a re- that's, a result, that's the same with longevity. Because if someone told you they were a black belt in the 80s, that's right. It would have changed. Like, it would, yeah, it you would have been, been like, very different. Whoa. Whoa. But now Whoa. Every, there's black belts everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't uh, and tell the, stand, me the standards have dropped so, excuse me, so, so much. But uh, I think there's so. We're bouncing. Not just because of knockdown, not just because of knockdown, but just just standards have dropped so much in general. Like, uh, and we we talked on the show before the standards. Black belt, 100 push-ups. Oh, well, I can't do 100. I can only do 30. Can I do 30? Yeah, Yeah, all right, you do 30. You still have your black belt. Right, well, now it's become black belt of 30 push-ups. You know, the standards drop to suit the people who are doing it. And I I totally agree with that. I I just, yeah, things have changed quite a bit for me in that, in my philosophy around that stuff. Like even going back right now, because I just have them in my head, the Gordon Ryan thing and and George St. Pierre. If I was going into an actual battle tomorrow, well, like the shit has like, there was an, there's an apocalypse. Something has hit the fucking fan and I need help. I have two people to choose from right now. George St. Pierre and and Gordon Ryan. Who do you think I'm going to choose? I'm going to choose Gordon Ryan because I think his brain and I'm let, just, let's just forget let about me, who they let are. Let me put the flip side. Let me put the flip side on that. As you said earlier, um, GSP is a, as a, a clever person. Mm-hmm. He's a tactician. Yeah. He thinks with his mind. Mm, so in wartime, let's say a wartime thing. So you would have maybe you'd have maybe Ryan whose infantry will go down on the ground and fucking get in the mud and go toe to toe with people. Yeah. But then it's all if you JSP would be back a bit saying, no, 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 no. You go that way, you go that way, send this flank there, don't run at the machine guns, you'll die. Exactly. Go around them. Exactly. John Donaher is a great another example of that. He could be that person yeah. too that's instructing. But at the end yeah. of the day, I want Gord next to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I want that, grind. I want that mentality that's gonna grind and never give up. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Why doesn't let me ask you because you're a BJJ baby, baby, bitch? Why doesn't why doesn't Ryan fight MMA? Why doesn't he get in the octagon? So from everything that I've read, um, he so he's from what I've read, he like a lot of people. He saw the first early UFCs as a kid. Saw um, Hoist, you know, destroy the bigger guys, and that's yeah. what he was drawn into. He did. Uh, luck of the draw he's happening in a good place uh where he did jujitsu and has a really and i say as well though you look you look around and put a picture up he's a fucking beast he is now but i mean that's all juice but skinny little mexican guy he's a beast no he's 220 pounds of friggin solid over six feet and yeah um so what he has said honestly he said he wants to he again this is gordon talk gordon thinks jujitsu sucks he thinks most people suck he think doesn't think many people are deserving of a black belt um and that his whole goal is is to drive it to its highest pinnacle just to push people even by being a jerk if i can annoy you to train harder yeah it's great for the sport 
And yeah. he said, he says, when John, his coach uh, retires, he's done too. He's out. What is in out of jujitsu completely or out of competing? Out of competing completely. But he's still going to do jujitsu and coach. I guess so. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Cause a lot of people brought that to him. Like, why don't you try MMA and stuff? And, uh, and he's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, why? Why not? That? I don't know. Cause he has teammates. You who say do he's, it. he's that fight that he's that tenacious guy. He's that brawler. He wants to fight. You know, he wants to get in there. Why maybe he's being he realistic. Maybe he's being realistic and going like, you know what? I haven't done any striking. This type of jujitsu yeah. that I do only takes up maybe five to ten proportion of percent portion of MMA these days. And if I go in and there, he's I'm obviously embarrass got myself. he's obviously got a lot of natural talent in that. Oh fuck yeah! Because he's yeah, the best on he's best on the planet. You have he? to anybody. You can have natural. You can't. You know. You know, anyone at that level, like you choose anybody's names that we, George St. Pierre, anybody. They yeah, they've have all got a lot of, they've all got a lot of natural ability. You're not going to take a you, person who has no coordination. Do you think there's, do you think there's a little bit of uh, fear involved in that as well? And it'd be like, well, uh, yeah. all right, you are, Eagle you fear. are the great, you are the greatest jujitsu player on the planet. It's like, why don't you get in the ring then and fight um, Kazmat? No, not no Kazmat. Way. What's his, what's his um, Habib's guy? Oh, <laughs> Hazmat, hazmat suit, Kazmat. <laughs> no, Kazmat, Kazmat is uh, the gym they play at. Yes, the, the gym they train at in Russia. Yeah. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, I can't. He just, he just, just won again now, didn't For he? God's sakes, he just uh, won now another tournament. It'd be like right when you get anyway, in the ring with him, then bother. it'd be like when you get in the ring with him because it's won't... like well, that's a different game. It's a totally. He looks at it. He looks at it as a sport. He doesn't. Even, if you watch, he never calls it a martial art. He calls it a sport. He doesn't. Well, jujitsu isn't, is it? Jiu-jitsu exactly, like and that's judo. how he looks at it. It is a sport. It's, it's a sport. sport. There's two. They're very. But at least he's open about it. That's why I keep pushing the the Kyokushin people. Be open. Embrace it. You you do a sport. It's awesome. You do a really cool sport. Just you know, embrace it and build on it. But there's no reason why you can't have a whole separate side of it. Look what Hicks on Gracie yeah. does. Hickson yeah. doesn't like the sports side at all and just only focuses on the self-defense and that. So there's room for everything, I think, if you allow it. That, again, we were talking about greats on the path. Let's bring Hickson to the future. Put Hickson in the UFC. That's a, that's a well, tough one Hickson, because he, was in pride. he had already done so much, right? He was undefeated in pride. He was undefeated. In yeah, yeah he, had fought, he had fought in pride a lot. A he? lot, a lot. He was undefeated. But again, early pride, early pride was different to how the UFC is today. Like you said, you've got the UFC fighters today. I tell you what, they've caught up with the grappling game. So you had yes. you had Hickson and yes. you had Japanese wrestlers, Japanese yeah. jiu-jitsu guys. The rest of the world has now caught up with the yeah. grappling. So now you've got European guys who are big, strong good punches and kickers they've caught up with the grappling not only have they caught up with it people need to realize too there's only so much you need to know for i'm giving away a trade secret there's only so much you need to know for mma of jiu-jitsu so you one think arm you, lock one leg lock you'll beat uh, anyone i guarantee yeah, exactly there's so much stuff this is a great this is actually really good because it really proves the point. There's so much in jujitsu, modern jujitsu, that doesn't work in UFC style MMA. 
and they're aware of that, but they're very, very aware yeah. of it. And they, yeah. it just won't work because it's because you are open to striking. You are open. You're not going to sit there and allow someone to put a move on you if you have their face right in front of you. Like, is this not going to happen, right? Whereas it does happen in jujitsu, but they're well aware of that. So, quick side point what we're saying before we go too deep can you name any Japanese knockdown fighter that was a huge puncher? Puncher? Yeah. Nope. I can't not nope. on my head. Neither can I. No. They didn't. You had Nakamura that was a tank. Yeah. Like big Nakamura, he was a tank. But there's no big punches compared to the Dutch, the Russians, the no. East Europeans, or even some of the British guys and the Australian guys. They, they're not big punches. And no. the same as we see it in UFC, seen everywhere. They're not huge strikers. No, Look at it, in K1. You don't see Japanese Grand Prix champions in K1. Striking or Europeans. Gets, you know, striking gets, I my opinion, uh, almost underrated. Uh, because you see, and UFC is a great example because you really get the display of high-level stuff. Look how well high-level strikers do. Very, very well. <laughs> high-level high strikers. Today, Yes, do very well. It's actually switched. It used to be high level, like jujitsu players did really well like years we said, ago. The rest but people of the caught world up. Is caught up. How to defend against certain and things, and so, now so what gives what gives the edge now, Svet, in the octagon is striking. It's, you look at whenever they very few submit with well, there are submissions there, but whenever no, on the ground, they're, they're basic they, submissions. Yeah, they're still looking for shots. They're still looking yeah. for knockouts. They're still they're looking always for looking for the knockout. They, nobody wants to get in there. The other thing too, it's so exhausting, right? Uh, both as the aggressor and the defender, it's jujitsu is so friggin' exhausting. Nobody wants to get into it because you never know what's going to happen in the next few minutes. You need a gas yeah. tank. Um, and to say, anyway, say to people, yeah, to say to people as well now, uh, as you just said about being exhausting, it's not a show on jujitsu, but no. grappling elements of fighting is very you important. Need to know. So take a, knock, take a knockdown fight, right? So we know what it's like to do stand-up. We know what it's like to do a knockdown fight, punching and kicking. That constant attack, right, is mm. tiring. Yeah. But let me grab hold of you. And oh. now, you've, now you've got to fight me off you. You've got to use all your strength it is so to stop draining. me from getting to a certain point. People... And, and like, without the technique, you can spend fifth, you can spend 15 minutes fighting all, all you've got. So you literally, your arms go dead, dead. They're pumped with blood. And then it's changed to another thing. Now you've got to try and stop that attack. And you've got to punch as well and hit. Yeah. Full MMA is, is completely different type of fitness. Terry, you're so right. And, and, and I don't think enough focus is put on that. And people think, and I know people, people get don't bored. Realize. They don't no, realize. People, and people get bored too. And they see people on the ground wrestling and stuff like that. But what you don't understand is what Terry is 1000%. I've been in uh, roles where I've gotten up and there's, there's no way I'm throwing a punch. Like my arms have become spaghetti just from trying to take this, keep this person's weight off me to keep their yeah. pressure off me. And now as I'm we mentioned earlier, in like, as oh we mentioned, God. top pressure, right? Top yeah, pressure is where someone's huge. on top of you. Their weight is on top of you. They've gripped you and they're pulling into you. Top pressure. Huge. It's, it's, huge. it's, it's like a it's, car being on you. It's, it's crushing. It's, it's, I've literally been, 
there's no situation in Kyokushin that's put me in a situation like where I've been in, I've been in jujitsu where I've been uh, under top pressure, where I'm in panic. I'm literally like, mm. I'm literally Just trying breathe. to, yeah, I'm literally trying to calm my brain down going, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. It's a different, it's a different thing because when you're being punched and kicked, if you, if, if you're knocked out, you're knocked out, you don't know anyway, but mm. you're being hit. You're like that hurt. Ah, that hurt. Mm. I can feel that digging in more. I move out of the way and, but when you've got top pressure on, it's this crushing pressure. Panic starts to set in of, I can't breathe. Yes, when the breathing. <laughs> I, can't, I can't breathe. I can't, it's like drowning. It's yeah. literally like drowning in air because yeah. you can't breathe. Yeah. I uh, have, I done it. yeah, you can tap from not being able to breathe. Oh, absolutely. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. I, I um, tapped one of the blue belts. What's the purple belt now? Only because, only because of my top pressure. I'm bigger than him, mm-hmm. and I got a little bit of background. I got a little bit of knowledge, but I was basically working across. I put my knee on chest, and basically put my weight down onto him. And you know, he's he's a lot. Of, I'm, I'm a lot bigger than him, um, and he had to t- just crushing him, just that's crushing the, from that top pressure. That's what makes the Dagestani wrestlers so impressive. They're that, honestly this, cr- this crushing pressure. Once they once they get their hands on you. A couple of weeks later, obviously, that my coach, my mate as well, he done it to me. But he grabbed my gi lapels, pulled them up, and stuck his knee into my chest because mm. I, I get he didn't uh, quite have the weight. But he put, but that now my chest. Let me tell you something. There was no I'm going to slip out of this and do that and do that. I had hold of his knee, holding his knee off my chest with everything I had, all I could do. And he was still crushing me. And you know where you involuntary make that ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, sort of involuntary doing that. And it was just a point of, you know, he was showing me that you're some top pressure for you to deal with. Yeah. Because I do that to everyone else. And he was a crap. All I could do was hold his knee off. I couldn't do anything else because the moment I took my hands away, it would have crushed me. And I would have, I just would have been out. That would have been the end of it. Yeah. So when you have to put everything you've got into stopping this one thing, and he stood up, he's fine. He's not bothered. He's, yeah, he's got not, double lapels. Yeah. He could easily let go and do something else. So while I've spent five minutes completely exerting myself to stop that, and I'm now spent, all you got to do is let go do something different. I'm knackered because I've been trying to fight him off. You, you you literally just uh, gave the whole gift of friggin' Gordon Ryan's game away. Like, if you watch, like, technically, he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and he makes it look so simple. But you'll see he just inches and inches and inches slowly with pressure. His whole game is just over pressure, 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 pressure. And if you're on the receiving end of that, to your point, man, it is so draining. It's so draining. It is. Uh, when So my next thing... Is Jesus in, Christ, we went all over the place in that one. I know. Belgium, next month, November, guys. I've got a seminar in Belgium at Okami Dojo. It's an all-weekend seminar, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Nice. So what we do, we do on that, we'll do the grappling, the bit of Tagumi stuff on there. And again, I, I show, show people then the pressure of simply holding your sleeve. If you've got a good grip, which is vital to karate, holding your sleeve yeah. while punching you and kicking oh, you. Oh, I'm is... so glad this, you just said that. So it's the, and that relates to the something that never stuff. talked about in karate, though. You just said something that's so vital to karate, but yet is never talked about. 
grip. It should be grip strength. Yep. It's absolutely, it's super important grip strength. And we talk about this. And again, guys, this bringing, we've, we've coming around in this show now, back to karate on it, right? With I know we even had strength. another discussion point. I don't even think we can get to because we're already over. Every time, <laughs> every time you punch and you do this, you're not elbowing someone behind you. It is called hikite pull in hand. You have gripped and anchored and pulled bang to put this shot into someone. Yeah. When you get good grips, look at Ashihara, Enshin, stuff like that. When you have good grip strength on the sleeve, and I'll be doing it on the seminar, I'll be showing people. I grab your sleeve, and it's not a pull. It is a yank. Yeah. I literally explode. Yeah. And you jerk forwards straight yeah. onto my punch. Oh, I love how you say that, because nobody talks about that. You're right. It is that yank. It's a jerk. Yeah, yeah, it is. So people think pull in. Oh, yeah. I grab you. Now a little bit of pushing, a little you bit me. of pushing. Yeah. You think as violent as my Ooh. punch. Yeah, as <laughs> violent as my punch hitting you is, that's how violent I pull you. Great. I like that. That's really neat. When I come under your arms, because it's how I hurt Bryn the other week, hurt his back, he was whinging. Throws don't work. So I throw him in the Um, I come under the arms. And I come around you, once I've got my arms around your waist, as long as I can straighten my legs, you're going off. I'm taking you, you're going off the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's not a, I don't grab you and go, let's see if I can lift you up. It happens so violently, like a mm -hmm. suplex. Mm -hmm. Boom, yeah. and you're up in the air, you're gone. Mm -hmm. So this, these, these grappling elements and putting locks on and grabbing and yanking, is just as violent a movement as being punched or kicked. You're saying like, oh, well, I'll just tense up and you won't do it. You won't have a choice. It'll come so quick. The reality of doing it outside is it comes so quick. I've already dislocated your shoulder before you've had a chance to lock up. Yeah, I totally agree. You have to forget this because you watch grappling. They're not trying to break their arms when you watch a ufc they don't put it on to break their arm they put it on gradually to get them to tap to submit it depends it depends who it is there's a, there's a few guys there are that some do, there do are it. some arsehole there are some yeah. arseholes They'll just that do that yeah. yeah they just yank it and breaks breaks but all, but all the grappling for outside really yeah. is yanking on Bang, that's a broken arm, broken shoulder, broken. That's the way head. it should be. It's the way, even in jujitsu, it's the way it should be. You should be, you go to arm bar, you shouldn't be, it should be just snap, done. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the seminar guys try and get there in Belgium. We look at this stuff. It's the same as I did on the seminar in Poland. It's eye opening stuff, especially for karate black belts. Harry, why do you keep telling them about it? I'm going to go to the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> You've already been once. No, I didn't. I should have went then. You did. Oh my god. Well, we're wrapping up now, anyway. I know we? we got to, but I got. To... Oh god. Do you oh, want me to pause, or do you want to talk to the kids? Hurry up, going up. No, no, no. Pause. Sorry, guys. I got. To be honest. This one. I've been nonstop. I was just thinking about it as I ran to the washroom. I've been not. I've been working. So I'm. So I came right out of work into this. It's almost been 12 hours straight. <laughs> so, anyway. But this has been, this has been like we said, we, we've opened up a lot on this. Yeah. And I, I, as you go down one line, it opens up another thing. And I go, oh, what about this? And what about that? This is why this is why we started doing this show in the first place, guys, was to, because we would have these conversations all the time. 
what about this? What about that? We may started off of, you know, my 12 year old third Dan in Taekwondo is going to kick your ass. And he'd be like, no, he's fucking not. I will tear his arm off and beat, beat him, him with, with it. it and beat him <laughs> with it. That's what will happen. <laughs> so we'd have these conversations. And we said, we should start recording. Well, you started recording them. Because yeah. I would send you voice messages because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I couldn't type. I'd be working. So I'd just send him a voice message, a rant on something. And I think you started putting it into little recordings and uploading it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, people don't want to listen to me. And you were like, yeah, yeah, this is good stuff. People do. And that's what, that's what led me to do the backstreet stuff as well. Because I wasn't doing it then. I don't think that's a thing, in like, especially in the Kyokushin community, but Throughout, there's not a lot of people do have these open conversations about this type of stuff and i think it was long overdue so i'm glad we do and it doesn't matter i don't care if, like everybody agrees with it. the fact that we're having a conversation you don't have to agree with us you don't have to agree with me you don't have to agree with terry yeah. you can whatever but the fact that we're having this open conversation and we want to pull you guys into it somehow too so yeah, get in the again com- hence I mean, why the, yeah the comments and stuff where you can do it is the comments and one day because i've set uh our our facebook is set up now for live facebook yes uh, I was, facebook. oh my god i i've go done on. it I've, I've set it up for youtube live yeah i want i was thinking about doing the same thing we should do so a one set of date we're gonna, we do a youtube live everybody come on and ask those questions interact to us yeah i think it'd be great guys would you like to see that like we do a live you come on live commenting pull people into the conversation and stuff and answer questions on the fly. I think it'll have to be on the weekend. It'll have to be like something on a Saturday Yeah, because we need, we need to be doing it something like two, two o'clock UK time, two, 3 PM UK time. And be prepared for it to go long. (laughs) It's going to go like two, three hours. Which means, which means it's going to be early morning for you. Yeah. Um, so at least we, because we got fans everywhere, Australia, yeah. Japan, all over Europe, in America, Canada. We, we, what we need to do is sit down and work out the time where we can kind of catch everyone. Yeah. I, I also want, just want to know the general interest is in it. So please, again, just comment if you can or whatever. Evolved in something like that. I think it'd be really yeah, cool. it's good stuff. That way you can get involved with it because we have it after the show, don't we? We get it in the messages afterwards. People add this and they add that and they say these things. And it's like, oh, because we've got the we've got the network, we've got people all over the world. Yeah. That can say, oh, this and that, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And and a lovely example of that. <clears throat> and I meant to bring this up. Someone sent me a story. I can't remember who sent it me. Sorry, I can't remember who it is. I'm sure we were talking about uh, Shikiri Oyama. Yeah. Uh, and a story was sent. We know we were talking about Dojo, or I put a post out about oh, Dojo. Oh, I know storming where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. And, and we were talking about Ryan. Yeah. And some guy was coming up to me saying, No, they never did that. You didn't do Dojo Storming. This was, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, It's exactly what used to happen. Yeah. And um, why, exactly why we had guards outside the Dojo, Chideshi. Yeah. yeah. And someone told me the story, and and again, I'm trying to surmise it and remember because I read this a, a week or two ago, mm. um, about Shigeru Oyama that was sent to a dojo, sent to another person's dojo that had been bad-mouthing Kyokushin or something like that. Mm. And Shigeru went there in playing, no, went there in his gi. Shigeru went there in his gi, and the guy, was outside, the guy was outside his dojo in normal clothes. Mm. And I again, I... I didn't expect to talk about this, but it's just come into my mind. I know, why are you bringing, this they, is such a cruel story. A cool story. Why are you bringing it up right now? This is awful. 
just it just came, it just came to me in a flash. Now we were talking about it, um, and then he, he basically beat the guy up, knocked him down on the floor, put him down, um, and the police were then there. The police were called, or the police were coming to deal with something else, and they come and asked what had happened and everything and stuff like this, and they were like, "Oh, we were uh, just training and playing about," and he's uh, exactly. he he fell over, and uh, the guy got up and was like, "Yeah." I just fell over. Exactly. I got a bit. It got a bit out of hand, and I yeah. fell over. And Should then closed his dojo and went. Yeah. Shortly after that, shut his dojo and went to a different oh, place. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. So that's just that these things happened. It wasn't all airy fairy, you know. We're all one. It was violent. It was men doing violent things. You got a dojo. You've been slagging my dojo off. Go down there and kick the shit out of him. That's what happened. Yep. I tell you why this story came up because people, Facebook warriors, people constantly coming onto Facebook and being tough, man. And I say about how I want to go dojo storming. I'd love to go dojo storming to some people. And this was a lovely example of it. There's a few places close to me I'd go dojo storming. Shut no. them down. No comment. I would, yeah. <laughs> You can't do these things today. I mean, what's the world come to where you can't walk into another man's dojo, kick the shit out of everyone in there, well, and force what? them to close? It's too bad. I wish they did because I think it would take care of about eighty percent of the bullshit that's out there. <laughs> you know, my on you know on the back street videos, it's open dojo policy. Anyone can walk into my dojo and challenge what I'm teaching. That's awesome. And I, I say that, and and not not as like you know, if you come in looking for a fight be prepared for one but uh but it's more meant of you come in and say i've seen this in a video i don't think it's going to work and this is why i don't think it's going to work hope you come in you come in open invitation there'll be no do not enter my dojo we must fight to the death it'll be like you think it's bullshit come in show me otherwise Mm. if you show me otherwise i'll be like I never looked at it that way. That works. Wow. Let me try that again. Oh, that really works. Right. We're doing that from now on. That's ours. Yeah. Totally agree. Open door policy. Anyone can walk into my place. But be prepared. Right. But be prepared. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Again, the comments, folks, that we, we've gone through a lot today. We've gone through more than what we thought we were going to do. Yeah, actually. Much more. Um, because it actually was dropped good some rabbit things we didn't even. Yeah. We, yeah, stuff we weren't even going to talk about has, has yeah. naturally come out as part of this. There's a lot we've gone through. Listen to it, folks, and dissect it and get in the comments. Like, subscribe. Yeah. I know we say this stuff, but it's so important if we want to build It this is important. Thing. Uh, the views are going back up. We're still yeah. hovering around the 500 subs mark. When we've got people like fucking Twat Camp, who's got like half a million subs. Yeah, but again, it's organic. It's done a long time. I don't flag it Try because camp. it's been around Try a camp. long time and building it. All right. Kids, we'll see you at the next I one. will, I will leave you with this question. We're talking about old versus new and people and this and that. Who People in the comments, who do you think would have won? Oyama in their prime and Choki Mobutu in his prime. Uh, because that's a good because one. they just they just mi- they just missed each other mm. in terms of Choki was an old man when Oyama was coming up. 
Yeah, Joko died, I th- died, I think, at about age 70. That's a good um, But Mobutu in his prime and Oyama in his prime, if those two people met... Similar just statures, like, too. Similar stature, just like Motubu went after Funakoshi and fucking showed him up in his dojo. I don't think he would have done it to Sosa. I think he probably would have... Anyway, whatever, I'm going to go down. No, but no. Le- I, I'll yeah. leave that and we'll talk about this next show. Get in the comments, well, people, right? Because next show... Do you know what we're doing next show? We're doing the show on Chokimobuto. We're talking about Chokimobuto in his life. That's awesome. I think that's what, that's happening. what we're doing. Next show. Okay. Next show. So get in the comments, people. Oyama versus Mobutu. And if you don't know who Chokimobuto is, do your study. Go and, go and fucking look him up. Until next time, cut. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not